Welcome to the Social Propertypreneur Podcast. And here is your host, social media queen, property investor, and entrepreneur, Laura Muse. Hello, and welcome again to the Property News Show, where every week we discuss the news that affects landlords and property investors in the UK. As always, I'm joined by Mark, the founder of Progressive Group and a professional property investor. And this week we're joined by Laura Muse, who's a property investor and the owner of the I Squared Property Group. We've got three stories for you today. The first is the huge withdrawal in money from big UK property funds. These are specifically the ones that are used to invest in large commercial units across the UK and the impact that might or might not have on the market. Secondly, we'll talk about scams within property. Scams that are done on people where people are impersonated or documents are falsified. This is something that's lost the market over 73 million in the last 10 years and how, if possible, we can change the market to prevent that. Lastly, we're talking about crime within rental properties. This story is a man that found a meth lab in his rental property and we'll be talking to our guests, Mark and Laura, about experiences they've had where crime has been committed in their properties, everything from brothels to cannabis farms. How are you doing, guys? Are you well today? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Nervous. Um, nervous. Well, it's nervous. election day for anyone watching this out of time. I'm just, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. And I'm, I'm just, you know, 11 o'clock. Rubbing your hands with, with well, anxiousness. You know, as, as, as various um, constituencies start to report, <laughs> I'll, be, uh, I'll maybe be a little bit less nervous. But yeah, Completely off topic, to but yeah. Louis, Louis behind the camera, yeah. he showed us his polling station. He's from Norfolk. It was an actual caravan. Legit was a caravan. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I could get into a lot of trouble for that. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll get yeah. started. So first of all, um, we can just tell us where people can find and follow you online. Laura, if you want to start. Yeah, so um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Laura Muse, the official or I Square Property. Um, and then we have um, a podcast called The Social Property Panel. Thank you very much. And Mark, yourself? Yeah, so you can find me uh, on uh, progressiveproperty.co.uk or my podcast, which is Mark My Words, or uh, Facebook or Twitter or yeah, Instagram. All of them. You're everywhere. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so we've got three stories to go through today. So to kick us off, um, there's been a, uh, this story is from The Guardian, I believe, is where we got this one from. Um, there's been a, uh, a pullout of about $2.8 billion from some big property funds, specifically um, in regards to high streets and retail units. So obviously you might not think that immediately affects um, you know, the sector for, for landlords and for um, residential, but do you think you know, with the, the increase in commercial to residential conversions, is that going to have an impact on, on the market? Laura, what do you think? I think there's such a demand for commercial to residential properties as there is at the moment. I mean, we've had so many opportunities on the high street and especially with doing, converting shops, obviously regenerating them in the property above space, turning that into service accommodation units. And that, that is a really um, hot strategy that people are mm. using. It's really, you know, you can, there's so many benefits to doing that and it's a really high cash flowing um, strategy. So we've been, we've been looking at that. Um, this, the high street is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to do something to revive it. Obviously, this is not the best news, but I do feel there's massive opportunity for us as property investors to mm-hmm. acquire more. So when you've done yours, have you kept retail units in at the bottom? You found yeah, 
you know, so obviously the high street isn't models, but you still be able to find people yeah. that want to want to rent those. We've got a couple ourselves, so um, we we, did, we actually built some, so built two commercial with residential okay. above. Um, there's very like there's a, a vaping shop and a carpet shop, them types of things, beauty salons, barbers, okay. um, accountants, them types of industries yeah. still need space. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the retail, obviously, we've got online. Mm-hmm. That's obviously an issue. Yeah. But I think the small independents, they still need somewhere to go. So why not make it as cost effective as possible yeah, for them for sure. to do that? And it still maintains a high street, yeah. even though you're adding housing. Mark, you've done similar things as well, haven't you, with some of the properties in the centre of Peterborough? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to talk, talk about this specifically because this is relating to uh, property investment funds, which yeah. are generally accessed through, uh, I don't know, smallish investors. These are institutional funds. Mm-hmm. They invest in usually always commercial property. Um, so they're very illiquid. Uh, and at any time of, I remember last time when there, there was a recession and with the Brexit vote, this uh, 2016 and then obviously since with all this doom and gloom what happens is lots of investors who are invested in these funds often through IFAs or maybe through online Mm -hmm. supermarkets like Hargreaves Lansdowne or you know Interactive Investor or whatever they press the sell button now they're doing that right across the market with equities with bonds and in the property funds but the thing is with the equities and the the other asset classes they're a lot more liquid so they can find the money a lot quicker when you um, sell, uh, if, if, especially if it's a unit trust, mm-hmm. when you sell um, uh, units in one of these funds, then the fund has to go away and start selling the commercial buildings within that fund to meet the redemptions, to, to, get, to raise cash, to pay people back. Uh, okay. And that is why these have been gated. Um, so it's not a new thing. This happens every time there's, there's a bit of a market downturn. Um, and we, we've seen it a lot the last mm-hmm. few years. Um, if you if you um, don't invest in a unit trust, but it's more of an investment fund, um, generally speaking, um, the, 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 you don't have these same liquidity issues, um, so they don't get gated. But um, I'm not that kit. You know, I much prefer direct investment in property because yep. you can control it uh, and decide when it's going to be sold and mm-hmm. decide what investments are going to be made, made rather than these funds. And this is one of the drawbacks of them they're, they're very illiquid mm-hmm. uh, and to me the whole point of going into a fund is that it's liquid if i want something illiquid i'll go and buy property or, or maybe some other asset classes yeah. do you see what i mean um so yeah to be expected really okay and yeah. do you think it's going to have any like, meaningful impact or do you just think it's something that you know happens as the market changes and it will bounce back in a different it's way it's just the same old thing it happens every time um every time there's uh negative sentiment the stock market goes down quite a bit or, you know, you saw it in the run up, so, or should I say, uh, I don't know, over the summer and last year as well, we, had, we were absolutely pounded by the media as to what was going to happen, you know, when we were coming out of the EU with no mm-hmm. deal, supposedly, then it didn't happen and confidence evaporated. Um, you know, you, you see the purchasing manage, managers index, GDP, um, all of that sort of stuff suffered to some extent yeah. although we didn't go into a recession um so lots of investors small investors got scared press the press the sold button mm-hmm. on their you know sort of um yeah. online platform and clearly now those fund managers have got to sell buildings to to meet the redemptions do you think you know if this is continues to you know happen and 
as Laura says, like the high street is changing. Do you think yeah. these funds are going to stop investing in commercial and will look to something else? No. Or do you think it's just going to carry on as it was? No, they, they can't. Uh, you know, the, the odd fund will have some residential, but it's far too granular unless you're buying blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, like build to rent might work uh, because they can, you know, they can sort of allocate or put, yeah. I don't know, 15, 20, 30 million to work in one lump. You're not going to see these funds going to buy 150 grand properties because in order for one of these funds to work, they've got, usually they've got to be hundreds of millions. And here, you know, we're talking about billions in a yeah. fund. You, get, you have to buy huge amounts of properties, small ones, manage them. And then, um, you know, there's all the transactions that go with it. So these guys will continue to run these commercial property funds. They're probably coming away from retail in some way, mm-hmm. a lot of them, but then you'll probably find some distressed ones that are going back in. Yeah. So I think more of them are focusing on warehousing, storage distribution, clearly the online thing, you know, that's the still the flavor of the month because mm-hmm. online businesses go into warehouses um, and then they need to deliver their goods out. Uh, but I suspect that those properties are fully valued, not necessarily something I'd want to go into. It seems um, I prefer the counter-cyclical stuff. So there's all that. And then obviously there's the offices. I think the offices, it's turned, um, you know, if they want to continue to rent the offices out to commercial tenants, I think there's good demand, um, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, around the M25. So I think a lot of the funds would stay in those and potentially buy some. Um, But in terms of converting them into residential, I don't think that's what these funds do. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much. Um, So our second story is about uh, scams within the property market. So, you know, this refers to a long list of scams all the way from impersonating other people to to fraudulent documents. Um, And it it costs, you know, the victims of this a lot of money and can cost the industry a lot of money. Um, You know, to both of you, have have you ever been a victim of this in any way? And do you think this is a, a significant problem within the property industry? We've talked before on previous episodes about how the process for buying and selling houses is still quite archaic and is and is this you know these scams are a cost of that and, and can that change what do you think laura have you ever ever been involved in a scam like this or um, known anyone that has i haven't and i haven't actually known anyone who mm-hmm. has no um, but coming from a due diligence point of view i.e being in property we obviously work with investors yeah i think there's so many things that people don't do uh, i mean just completely going off a little bit off topic here. So um, we've just had the property going through conveyancing. We put our trust into our solicitor Mm -hmm. and it turns out they've not even registered the title deeds properly. There's loads of other things. So now that stops us from getting a mortgage. Now we've done all our due diligence on that solicitor. Because you know what you're doing. You're educated, you're informed. But unfortunately, you know, she hadn't done her job right. And I don't know anyone who's who's been hit with this. And the Mm -hmm. people who have, I really do feel for them. I don't know how you how you would stop it. I'm mm. sure Mark's got a bit more of a. I've I've never been subject to this. I've I've never had a sort of scammer try and take a property off me or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I don't know anyone who has, but I've heard a lot of stories yeah. secondhand from people I don't know. And a common one would be where there's no mortgage on a property. They apply to land registry to um, sell, or should I say, they. They get an estate agent around and they sell a property, perhaps perhaps with some fake ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and often it's for people that are away. There's a non 
resident owner. Mm -hmm. So the land registry rights to the subject property that's going to be sold. Clearly, yeah. the, the scammer's got access to that or post or is picking the post up. Uh, there's no mortgage there. There's no lender. So there's not much else than to, to, to go to. Now, that, that went on for quite a while and people were, were, scammers were stealing properties like that. I think uh, the land registry wised up. They're better with their ID now. And I think they've reduced that quite a lot. Um, a typical one is solicitors. They get scammed still quite a lot because it's quite, um, there's a lot of them. And they, they, whilst the SRA says that they should have common sort of procedures, they mm -hmm. don't. Um, so, you know, you'd have um, scammers getting on to, uh, I don't know, um, individuals that are selling their property yeah. and impersonating this lister and okay. saying, um, uh, sorry, people that are buying their property, they'll impersonate this lister and, and say, these are our account details, send us the deposit. Right. And of course, you know, solicitors, they send a lot of stuff out now which says you need to ring us up to get the account details. I think some solicitors have been scammed when they're trying to send the money to another solicitor because they, I don't know, they've, they've accepted some fraudulent mm. email or something like that. Um, or, or somebody ringing up who sounds credible uh -huh. and giving them different account details. Um, I know this article um, is more about sort of impersonation yeah. um, with the mortgage lender. Um, so they'd impersonate the current owners, asking for deeds to be transferred um, to someone that they claim is a relative. So mm -hmm. maybe they may be impersonating an executor mm -hmm. of a will um, and therefore getting a, a lender to release the charge um, so that the property can be sold yeah. uh, or transferred um, and clearly using fake ID and all that but sort of thing. It seems kind of insane that this can, can even happen. You know, um, yeah. the, the, you know, we have this system and, you know, exchanging hands some of the most valuable things in our society, you know, homes and properties. That's why you know, they target it. Um, you know, Laura, do you think that the way homes and, and properties are bought and sold needs changing, needs reforming? Like, 100%. 100%. What, what do you think needs changing? What it's would you change? It's just such a slow, I mean, conveyancing is just such a slow, painful process. Mm -hmm. Old-fashioned. Oh, so old-fashioned and it's just, you know... There's so many other things we can do to make things quicker. Everything's mm. so liquid these days. Yeah. I mean, you know, social yeah. media, the internet. Why can't this industry keep up with what's mm. what's happening and evolving? And it probably would make it a safer environment. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, things would be locked down a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently if they went digital. But yeah. they just won't. That that's that's got to be it, hasn't it? I mean, the land registry is there, and clearly it's got a lot of information on it. You just feel like why don't they get all the information on the land registry it doesn't have to be public yeah um but then when you buy or sell it a property the information is instantaneously yeah. accessible and it can be downloaded by the other side i don't really get why what, what do you think is holding it back then because you well, know there's clearly, in, in, there's clearly money, money deal, in property you know like what's holding it back uh, just the the will the, from yeah, the, the government will, yeah. or the, 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 the bodies in charge yeah and the land registry the government and the land registry to reform the whole thing and um digitize it mm. um i mean people talk about blockchain and all this sort of thing fine maybe maybe that is a solution but i think most of it is just getting all the information yeah. onto the central register so that when you come to mm. sell, buy or sell something, and then you could force all of the other market participants to report in. So yeah. mortgage lenders automatically have to report in 
their systems reporting on a weekly basis into the land registry. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could have, um, you know, all, every t- all the management issue, you know, so with a flat, the, 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 you know, when you buy a flat, it can take six months because you've got to wait for the yeah. responses. So all management companies have got to report into the land registry on a, I don't know, monthly basis yeah. showing what ground rent's been paid, what hasn't, what management, you know, what, it, uh, what expected costs and charges are coming. If that all became digital... You know, it's a bit like your car tax or your mm-hmm. MOT or your driving yeah, license. Yeah. A policeman can stand at the side of the road and, and go, oh, okay, that's what it is. Because the DVLA or, you know, whatever it's called now, and the sort of uh, VOSA who do the MOTs, you know, and, and um, yeah, the DVLA with the tax and the yeah. driving license, it all re- reports into this central system. It's taken a while, but I, they could do it with so this. So it's an absolutely you know? solvable problem, just no one it is. No one just has money the, the will to do it. No, no one's interested, um, are they? Yeah. Well, don't seem it. I mean, you know, here it says, you know, since 2005, you know, they reckon about 73 million has been lost in fraud. And for the sake of digitising a few systems, it seems, seems silly, doesn't it? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, Although 73 million doesn't sound like a lot. Um, <laughs> Maybe not to you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that. We're talking about a, a country with 30 million dwellings yeah, and 70 million people. So it has to be seen in the context, the context of that, Tom. Of course. Yeah. So, um, no, it doesn't seem no, like well, that much. No, it but, but So, yeah, I don't know. Someone in the government's probably looked at all that and said it's not, know, not that an big an issue. Analysis and gone, it's not worth doing. You know, the NHS is a bigger problem or, I don't know, social care or... Mm-hmm. I don't know, um, Trident or something, so they're focusing on that. (laughs) Okay. Um, So our final story, we've got a story here um, about uh, a meth lab being found in a a rental property. Um, You know, obviously lots, you know, more people than ever are living in in rental property. There's a higher desire for rental property. So you're going to have a a more likely outcome that this is going to happen. Have you had any experience with this in your own properties? Laura, have you had any experiences, you know, um, with, with kind of crime happening in rental properties? And, and how did you deal with that? Yeah, so um, not a meth lab, I'm, I'm pleased to say. Um, we have our own letting agency. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're our own properties. We manage other people's. Um, unfortunately, cannabis farms are really popular. Okay. So we've come across quite a few of them. Um Normally, people pay a, a year up front in rent. So when I was first started to this, we were a little bit naive and we're like, oh, "It's parent and mm. a year up front." Yeah. Got in, obviously went down the process, yeah, and a year later, house absolutely destroyed, uh-huh. and then thousands of pounds to put it back together again. Mm. Um, so we have a really strict kind of. We, we never mm. take anyone now who wants to pay a year up front. Um, we go rigorously every three months and check the properties. Mm-hmm. We also have quite an intense like um, onboarding process, so we ask them quite a lot of questions. We do a really in-depth um, re- uh, reference now for them. Um, but I have on the flip side seen a lot of properties when I've been out viewing and managed to get them at a higher discount price okay, okay. because That's they're absolutely ruined yeah. inside. Um, so, for instance, one a couple of months ago and um, went out met the agent, completely boarded up was a property. We're looking round, a few odd looking lights around, went upstairs. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I only go on my Christmas twice a year. Wants to get the tree out, wants to put it back in. Um, the hatch was completely like, just so disgusting. Yeah. Put my head up and it was just, but it was to the point where all the moisture has completely gone into all the joists. So oh, wow. like it yeah. really destroys property, like massive core holes, like cut out throughout the, all the entire property. Yeah. 
So got a massive refurb to put that property back to where it needs to be. And not a lot of people... Would have looked for that necessarily. No. Or even so they would have bought that. something and then ended up with you know, the internals of the roof rotting away, basically. But unfortunately, it is really rife. And the only thing you can do is really be stringent on your due diligence of people when you take what, them on board. What do you think a landlord's you know, role is if there's, you know, um, when there's, if there's crime happening in a property that you own? You know, what do you, what sort of what do you think? Let's say, let's say as an example, you know, like a drug lab being run, you know, you know, is there any, do you think there's anything landlords should be doing to, to mitigate that more? Or do you think that's... It's inspections, you know, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So if you do frequent inspections, um, then this is a lot less likely to happen. But clearly tenant referencing before they go in mm-hmm. is e- equally important. So, you know, you, 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 there's loads of online referencing services that you can use. Um, they'll credit check the person, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a company, um, you know, you, you could also take references from, you know, other landlords that they may have had previously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, if they're trying to pay, I've heard this loads of times, if they're trying <laughs> to pay a load of, uh, mm-hmm. just be suspicious because they want to pay a load of money up front because they probably don't want you in the property. Yeah, they don't want you to come check. No. So, 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 yeah, and then obviously if you find one of these, you just got to ring the police. You just tell the police what it is, and often they'll raid. Um, you may let them in. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've never had one happen to us after we bought it, but we, ha- we have bought cannabis farm, you know, houses with cannabis farms in mm-hmm. them. But they've, they've, yeah, they've been raided yeah always been raided already we found some cannabis actually you know big bag and <laughs> things like that we found a gun um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. just things like that you know you just bring the police and just give it yeah. to them um, but yeah I just think it's all about referencing and then inspections mm-hmm. pre- frequent inspections um, but yeah the damage I mean all the hydroponic lights yeah. they, they, they cut all through the ceiling yeah. they put all the um, the electrics obviously they have to hot, mm-hmm. yeah. hot box or hot wire the the um, the meter so that then the electricity the utility company can't see that Mm -hmm. the electricity consumption's gone right up and so there'll be a load of damage there Um, often there's irrigation systems so there's a load of damage there and all this foil they seem to put in Um, so yeah it's a complete nightmare you don't want them anywhere near and and the sort of people that get involved with Mm -hmm. this are often thugs yeah Um, and uh, I'd I had a friend who had got he rented a few properties mm-hmm. to one uh, a little, little while ago, um, and he he obviously started realising what was going on, got the police involved, and then he had these thugs in his office, and he got to sort of deal with them as well. So yeah. you just don't want to go near them. Um, so you think proper referencing, checking up front, and trying to avoid it altogether from the beginning. I think another thing as well is, I mean, obviously not to know your neighbours that well, that they're obviously calling you up, but I think being friendly and... and, and yeah. So mm-hmm. now what we do is we do speak to the neighbours when we've got a new property yeah. and we're onboarding people and say, look, if you've got any issues or concerns, mm-hmm. please get in contact with us. Yeah. Because um, I think, you know, we don't want massive disturbance in that street, but people are nosy. Yeah, they are really yeah. nosy. Um, so if there's anything like that going on toward, then they I'll do. probably see it through the window. I mean, yeah. they keep the curtains up, but, you know, smells. And so you say about doing regu- regular inspections. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what would just be it's some heat, basic, yeah. you know, um, how often would you do inspections? And are there any, like, signs you would say to look out for if people were worried about this in properties? Well, there, we do them every three out. months. But, uh, you know, if you're suspicious, you'd just go, go and do it a lot more, wouldn't you? And you go and sort of peer through the curtains, you mm-hmm. know, and if, if you know, it's sort of, um, if there's access. And we're paying cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Um, just, just don't accept it. And um, yeah, get, 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 get the neighbours on the go. But um, the, um, often the police will put um, helicopters mm-hmm. over to look at heat. Yeah, I mean, you, if you want to be really anal about it, you could go and get yourself a little license for a drone. Uh, and mm-hmm. you put a thermal imaging camera on and, and just go over all your properties and the one that lights up like a Christmas tree because of all the, <laughs> the, the heat yeah. that it's emitting. Yeah. You know what's going on. There's been um, quite a lot of, of talk as well about crime in um, service accommodations. Yeah. You know, people using Airbnbs to run brothels, yes. drug labs, that kind of thing. You know, what do you think about, first of all, have you ever had an experience with that? <laughs> um, and second of all, like, you know, what do you think needs to be done to solve that problem? Because at the minute, it's a very open, you know, you can you know, hire a place and you can very quickly do these things. And there's all sorts of stories about it. But have you ever had an experience with that? So we had one service accommodation unit. It was only one bed. It, it wasn't my 14 life, let's just put it that way. Um, I didn't have brothel, but I did have a cocaine party. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, a massive one, actually. It was all advertised on Facebook. Really? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, but the thing for me is what I we installed uh, ring cameras, but like not just so like so you can get facial recognition. Yeah. You can obviously it's censored, so you can see how many people are going into the building. Mm-hmm. We also had it in the courtyard as well, so you, and you can actually speak over some of the ring cameras now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had that. We installed that. One we're obviously checking. A lot of these people were going to be untoward. I mean, not everyone asks for passports and ID and everything. Yeah. Whereas that's something you've got to and the bank card front and back back of the bank card just yeah. to make because obviously I know people who um they've had people staying in there for weeks on end, yeah. not saying brothels but as in work yeah. and then it's a fake card, like they don't they, yeah. you know, they've not been mm. able to take payment or it's someone else's mm. card or they've claimed the money back, they've said they've not stayed there. So I think having this, you know, unfortunately we're living in this world where you've got a cameras yeah. in in stock and it's more for your benefit yeah. than that person. And is that all, um, like above board, you're allowed to do that with a property you won't? Like, you know, have the, um, you know, like video everyone as they come in and stuff like that? Well, is it's that a ring doorbell um, yeah. at the end of the day. It's not like yeah. you've got a complete... It's external. No, it's not inside the no, property. No, 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 no. It's external. It's not internal. So. Yeah. Um, so it's all... We, we've, had, um, we've had a lady of the night uh, frequent <laughs> um, our one of our service accommodation units. Frequent. <laughs> yeah, she kept, she kept going in um, and... Um, the uh, the team that, that managed them obviously started to pick up on it, mm-hmm. um, and um, I think they thought it was funny at first. And I sort of said, I don't think it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I don't want excess damage, especially in the uh, the master bedroom. Um, so um, the um, yeah, they just had a word with her and, mm-hmm. and, and said, we think you're doing this, and um, she just disappeared. Um, so I, I think that's the worst we've had. Obviously, the odd party. Yeah. Um, Drugs, I not really. No, we've had those HMOs in at the lower end HMOs. If you let yeah. sort of benefit in and ones out of prison, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, drug dealing, um, and actually, no, they did turn one into a brothel um, the HMO, uh, and um, the ma- it was all down to managing agent. He wasn't inspecting properly, and the police raided. Um, yeah. And the next door, um, a guy that was managing a HMO next door came to me and just said, "Look." Your managing agent's lying to you. This is what's happening. If you look outside, I, I was around there. There's a bloke turning up every half an hour. You know, they've got a proper operation running mm. out there. And my mum went in <clears> there, and there was 120 needles in there. 
Wow. Um, yeah, so we sack that managing agent, and of course, then you have to re refurbish all, yeah, the, of course, all the properties. So right, as well, it's a complete game. Yeah. But you'd say, you know, focus on making sure you're doing your due diligence, checking your people, so getting everything before yeah. they come in, and not exposing yourself to it in the first place is yeah. the best kind of solution, you'd say. I mean, some of them are really clever, don't get me wrong, but yeah. if you're just doing all, all the things that we've mm-hmm. mentioned now, then you're going to weed out. And mitigate yeah. it as much as and possible. And interview yeah. them. Get them in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's often pretty obvious whether they're a tenant or yeah. some big-time drug dealer that... <laughs> You know, he's doing it for business. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I get you. They'll yeah. be asking certain questions, mm. and you know, he's not going to be interested in the local shops, is he, or where the bus stop is? And yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thank you. Are you guys got any more to say on this, or are you happy with what we talked about so far? Yeah. Great. Okay. Cool. Uh, that's us done for today. So, um, once again, if you don't mind just sharing where people can find and follow you, Laura. Yeah, so on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and we also have our website, www.isquareproperty.co.uk, and then we have our podcast, which is The Social Property Binder. Thank you. And Mark? Progressiveproperty.co.uk. I've got my podcast, which is Mark My Words. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Cool. Thanks for watching the Property News Show. As always, the links to all these stories are going to be in the description below. Please remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss a single one of these. We love to hear your comments, so remember to leave them below and we get back to every one of them if we can. Look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.